Welcome to the Trash Cats Trash Cast. I'm Richard. I'm Steven. Today we're just cool kicking it in the studio. It's a freestyle week, so no honorables list, but we do have a song to play for you from Symphonic Noctum after the show. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, it's going to be dope. My uh, buddy on Instagram does some uh, really cool symphonic black metal, so we haven't had any black metal yet, so excited to share some. It's really dope, and I, I honestly, I, I couldn't really peg a genre on it. It was just, um, it's very scary, very spooky music. I like it. Oh, Definitely yeah. had some satanic vibes in it. Definitely, but real pretty, too. It's got some weird yeah. stuff. We'll talk a little bit more. Uh, how was your week, man? Week's been good. Um, I've been doing the most and also the least. <laughs> um, I was burning the candle at both ends last week, um, and then I just spent the last two days binging horror movies. Nice. Um, I watched uh, The Fourth Kind again. Oh, shit. Uh, it's always a, always a good one. Uh, we just talked about last week, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, at the uh, the market this weekend, we had we had a, a psychic fair. Yeah, what the fuck? Give me, <laughs> give me the scoop on that shit. <laughs> so this was uh, – so I walk in, and as I'm, like, pulling up to the building, I see a sign out front that says, Psychic Fair – uh, today or whatever the fuck it was, it was just a purple sign with like some ribbons on it. Um, and, uh, I go in and half of the, the market, it's usually like antiques and like a flea market kind of set up. Um, half the market is all these new people and it's like people set up with like a little table so they could do like palm and tarot readings and stuff and there's there's at least i counted 13 of them as i was kind of like passing through going to the bathroom um but there's probably more and they all had like their different little wares that they make like (laughs) the i mean you know so like candles and like essential oils and like you know lotions and you know the the stones like the rocks and you know different shit uh, crystals and whatever um but what it what all of them had the thing that they all had in common, um, so they all had so many of them had these like big, um, like you can tell that they do these kind of events a decent amount because they all had these um, the signs the big vinyl like vertical right. stand signs, and um, they have like a, their picture on them and some of them said like doctor or something or this and it wasn't like MD doctor it was just like oh, you know. No. Um, Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> um, but you could tell they all had this vibe about them that was like failed YouTube or Instagram <laughs> influencer, failed social media influencer that was like that made these essential oils in their bathtub at home, and then they oh, turned around and sold them as medicine. So you're basically saying if if this podcast fails. <laughs> We have an avenue to get into. You know, some of them were charging. So they were charging like 15 minutes for a $10 reading. Oh, my God. Or for a 10-minute reading, I mean. Uh, So they they would charge – so they're making more than $60 an hour if they're making shit like that. But so many of them would come up to my stand and, like, get a smoothie during the day. And they would come up and they'd be like, oh, man, there's so many people here, but no one's getting getting readings. And I was like, hmm, go figure. You know, <laughs> so so last episode we trashed ghost believers a bit, right? Yeah. So, what what do you what's your read on the psychics? Um, most of them were were along were exactly what you would expect. So there was one 
one of the first of them that came up to my my you know my uh, stall there, and they all. She came up and she said, oh, I'm so glad you're open. I'm so, you know, I was looking forward to, I need something to eat. I was like, oh, cool. You know, I recommend this thing. And she was like, oh, good, good. And then she was reading the thing and she was like, oh, I'm a, she was just talking a bunch of shit. And she was like, oh, I'm an Aries. You'll have to, you have to excuse me. I'm crazy like that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Dude, that is like the biggest red flag And this, this woman's like in her late 50s. And then, and then she was like, "When's your birthday?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I was." They almost considered like you know of trying to avoid it, but I thought it's not a big deal. So I was like, "Oh, it was earlier this month." And she was like, "Oh, so you're a lovely Libra then?" And I said, oh, sure "Yeah, am. yeah." <laughs> she said, um, "Like, oh, you, you're all uh, calm and collected now, but just wait, um, you'll be crazy like me eventually." I was like, "Um, at least I have something to look forward to." <laughs> And then she uh, she proceeded to like just talk and talk and talk and I'm waiting for her to like order a thing. And there's a couple people like coming up behind her, and there's like a pause where she was like looking at the menu still. And I looked back to the other person. I was like, "Do you know what you'd like to get?" And she was like, "Oh." And then she cut it back in and was like, "I'm gonna get this thing." I was like, "All right, cool." So I rang her in real quick and then got the next couple people together and. But there was one person that that one of them came up to me, and I didn't even realize that she was a reader because she, um, she came in and was kind of talking shit about the fair in general. She was like, "This is pretty wild in here today, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then uh, she said something about you know she hadn't had any people come over to her booth and no one's getting reading, and she was like, you know, but she was saying like she doesn't take it as seriously. You know, people come in like to her like expecting to get like their future told or whatever, but. She doesn't see it like that. It's like, this is more of just a suggestion. It's almost like therapy for some people to be yeah. like, you know, the, you're going to get out of it what you want to. doesn't matter what I say to you. You're going to, you know, apply it to your life in the that's, way that you want. And I was like, yes, that's a good way to look at it. See, that that's what I was going to ask you. Like, do you, do you think there is an art aspect to it or that there's like, a level of um, of whether it's therapy or just things you can I, learn from. from I, the- I do. I think, and 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 I kind of relate it to the idea of like when you uh, when you do the um, you know when you flip a coin, they say like when that as soon as that coin's in the air, you realize in that moment what you want it to land on. Yeah, yeah. you know. So like when when you're doing card readings like that, um. You know, I, I even have a, a someone gave me a, a Norse like a rune card set, mm-hmm. and I, what I realized from that is like it's it's so up to interpretation. You're gonna see in it what you want to, and then what you take from it, and like what you choose to do with what you take from it. That's that's your call. Like if anything, it might. And if you're at a time when you feel like you're you know you're depressed or you're lost or you're at a standstill, maybe it gives you some kind of a direction. To focus right. your energy, you, know, you focus your your thoughts towards. Yeah, and I, I think anything like that is such a powerful tool. And what's unfortunate is the more you believe in it, the more power you give it over yeah. your intuition. So the people that believe in it the most, they're like the most lost. Yeah, but they often do have like a talent in it 
yeah. bec- because they're so self-deceived. But I think if you like know going into it that it's all bullshit, but you're going to like activate it for the the best purpose you can, I, th- I think yeah. there is value in it. It just sucks that there's so many shitty people drawn to things like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like the horoscope shit where it's like, this doesn't mean anything, but if you if you take from it what you want to and try to, you know, apply it in a way, like you can't live your life and make, the deci- make your life's decisions based on, you know, a, what it says there. But if you're, you know, it says something that, you know, uh, uh, stay clear of, you know, strong decisions today or something. Like maybe it'll make you think instead of like, you know, someone says, hey, I got this, you know, house for sale and it's, you can afford it. Do you want to get it? Maybe you think, oh, well, actually, maybe I should think about that a minute. And like that's something instead of like, I don't know. There's just – there's a way that it makes sense that – if you if you don't take it literally and you you just use it as a just a direction, I yeah, think that's fine. I think if you use it as too strong of a direction, it's bad. Though. Right, like not a literal like you know it tells you a thing and it's a direction, but like 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 I said, like you know you you get out of it what applies to you, and you can figure out what you want based on that. Like if you know some people are you know not. What's the word I want to use for that? They're um, like indecisive. Mm-hmm. Um, you like or they're lost. You know, not like in a in a bad way, but like you know, you get to the places when you're like, "What the fuck am I even doing?" Like you know, you want to do something new, or you want to do you know, there's you feel like you're in a cycle, and like it is really interesting how certain things that right, like if you think of like the stupid crystals or whatever, right? Yeah. They're things that in in the crazy people's heads, they give off energy, right? Yeah. The reality is things like that draw in your fucking energy, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, when you, so, you are literally pouring energy into it. Exactly. And these people that get like real caught up in like all called esoteric, religious, whatever, like they're losing so much energy to it and it's it's really it's really weird how the things that like whether it's vices or like those kind of distractions like things we think give us energy like really take from us i had a um there was a crystal shop in florida um it was you know like the witch shop or whatever the fuck they called it and they uh I went in there once I was looking at, you know, like the, the rocks or whatever. And I was looking at um, <laughs> like the different, like I was looking at like some of the just different colored shit is what I was looking for. And they were telling me, you know, like, well, this one's good for this one. And this one promotes this feeling. And it's like, I just, I want, you know, like I need a green one and I need a purple one and uh, I need two blue ones, you know, maybe something different, but I'm looking for certain shapes cause I'm making jewelry or whatever fucking with it. And, uh, you know, it's not, I'm not shopping for the, you know, the benefits of it, you know, air quotes benefits of it, but, um, they got real serious and shitty and they were like, it's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't think maybe this is like what you're looking for. And it's like, mm, all right, cool. I'll just won't shop here. Right. Um, I yeah. did the sim- a similar thing up here. Um, within the last year or so, there's a place up here where, 
Um, I've been going to this place for a while to get, you know, uh, pretty rocks and shit like that because I, I do, I make like gifts, like little jewelry and stuff for family members out of them. Um, and, uh, this one, they, I told them like, Hey, I'm just, I'm looking for like, it's aesthetic stuff. I make, I make jewelry and they're like, Oh yeah, totally cool. Like, yeah. Like we got, you look for something like bigger than this. Like they tried to help me like based on that. That's it's cool. like, yeah. And it's like, they, they, they get it. It's not, you know, you, it's one of the, it's another one of the things you get out of it, what you put into it. If you, if you're holding, you know, a tiger's eye because you think it's going to give you confidence, then, you know, in your back of your head, you're thinking, I have this tiger's eye. This is confidence in my pocket. I have confidence now. Or right. I'm, you know, so then you're going to act that way. It's goofy. Yeah. I, this might sound bold. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the first time ever, we're going to say something bold. <laughs> if you believe in witch shit or runes, you're equally as mentally ill as a Christian. Oh, yeah. It sucks. I, I do think the aesthetic of of that Way shit better. is so much better than Christian shit, but... See, but the people that get into it, it's like they're going down a cool route. They're getting into weird, different shit, right? Mm. And then they fall for it. They go too far down the road, and they become fucking idiots. I think... I think for a lot of people where it starts, I don't know about it where for a lot of people it actually starts here, but I think a lot of the, the, especially the homeopathic medicine stuff, like the, like let your food be your medicine thing. Like that's, Mm. that's great. I definitely, I stand by that. Like, but to um, an extent, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't, you're not going to cure your cancer by eating more, you know, turmeric or whatever, but it can definitely, you know, turmeric can help you with, you know, uh, Inflammation issues and stuff like that, like which is like the cancer. Yeah, you can have, uh, have you know, it can help you with headaches. It can help you with all kinds of stuff if you increase more turmeric in your diet, or sure, um, you know, different. um, It's not replacing your chemo. Yeah, ginseng and stuff like that. Like it's good to you know try to eat better, you know, eat more greens and you know stuff to keep your cholesterol right. And like, there's all kinds of shit you can do that you can you know focus on that and it's a natural way to you know you know somewhat medicate yourself instead of having to take you know a bunch of pills and shit for it you can change your diet and it can affect the way your body works you know um but uh, that's uh, like uh, the closest and it's not witchcraft it's just <laughs> it's just science you know a lot of people talk trash about pills you know wh- what's wrong with you <laughs> I mean, really. People are like, oh, you, you don't want to take another pill. Your delicate little liver, your kidneys. Fuck it. Take take another pill. Take take two today. Take two. <laughs> you got high blood pressure? You know how you take that pill once a day? Take two of them today. Fuck it. <laughs> Double it up. <laughs> so start buying, start buying uh, uh, blood pressure pills on the black market. <laughs> you got your blood pressure cuff with you all day. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it high. I'm trying to stay <laughs> redlined all day. Yeah, actually, there was a guy um, who told me he went on a um, – this is an extreme diet. It's a it's a, the plant-perfect diet. Um, I might have mentioned it on the culinary episode before, but it's like it's no oils, including like natural oils, um, mm-hmm. like no like avocados and nuts and shit. Like that that's like the extreme of it. Yeah. Um, like no like sugars or anything like that, no artificial sweeteners and shit. 
Um, it's, uh, but this guy was doing it for a while. He just had heart surgery and like all of like his, his blood pressure, like all of his like bad cholesterol numbers, like, uh, like dropped within like six months mm-hmm. after doing this diet, like to a significant degree. Um, and he was able to like work back in slowly, like, you know, avocado and stuff like that. And like, cool. and he felt better about it, but like he, it was a life changing event for him to like, you know, you think you're going to die. You have a heart attack. You got to go in for, he had like a triple bypass or some shit. Yeah. And it They're was like, f- fuck, you, you you have to make a change Yeah, in your life after that. They're finding so much diabetic shit is not, you know, it might not ever be fully reversible, but so much is tied to diet, Alzheimer's and sugar, like all that shit. Yeah. Uh, my cousin did that actually. He was, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if they actually told him like you have diabetes or like you, you know, like you're, you're Just getting. Yeah, as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you're, you're basically, you have diabetes. If you don't have it right now, you're going to like very shortly and, and you know. But he changed his diet up real bad. He started doing like uh, like super low sugars in his diet, and um, you know, like watching what he eats. And he was able to you know turn it back. Um, so he's that's awesome. Yeah, he's doing much better. I'm kind of glad, uh, kind of glad we started talking off talking today about the crazies because, dude, I swear, man, this week like my week's been like. Oh yeah, how's your week been? <laughs> It's been it's been chill mostly, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like I feel like I've become I feel like I always kind of have been, but more than ever, I feel like I've become a leper. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not a leopard, a leper. Uh, although if I could be a leopard, that would be pretty awesome. That, that would be that would be that would be a uh, uh, ideal. Just a leper with a leopard. No, I feel like uh man, I just feel so far away from the world and people and i i generally don't think that's a bad thing but lately dude i've just had a lot of fucking anger like fuck people man like oh yeah man fuck people all day fuck the world fuck politics fuck all this stupid shit man it's just people are so fucking stupid and it's not like a a new revelation i've always felt if anything i'm way way more chill about it than i used to be right for for sure but like i get these spikes where i feel like i'm gonna go fucking crazy and then and then i chill out and i just get farther away i feel like the older i get the farther away i am from anything Mm -hmm. i've managed to get uh, this job that i don't need to be around no one no one's even seen me at this job i do art at night in the darkness uh, and I like, I try to keep, you know, my people close, circle small, people I care about, I care a lot, but like, fuck, it's been hard lately. Like, it is hard to give people any energy when you're right. like on edge, been on edge. Yeah, I, I, I do. I can see where if. I mean, even just like doing the prep during the week, it's usually it's like just me and my boss. The last couple of weeks, it was just me. Um, and I go into the farmer's market and it's like the only people that are there, like there's a couple administrative people in the office on the opposite side of the building. And then there's one maintenance guy that like, you know, he cleans the floor and does all the shit. And 
Um, he works on his own and then I work on my own. So like, I don't even, I've maybe one comment to the guy with the whole time I'm there. Um, but if it wasn't for like the market on, on Friday, when it's actually like, I'm communicating with people, I can see how I can f- even fall into that. And that's even like leaving the house on a regular basis. I have to remind myself to move my car. Cause I don't have to go anywhere anymore. I don't want to go outside. Fuck everything. Fuck the sun. Yeah. I'm going to stay in the dark and get pale as shit. Yeah, don't, don't, don't worry, man. That's coming. You got six Dude. months of that shit coming. I know. I've, I, like, I've changed like eight skin tones. It's ridiculous. <laughs> trying to get goth as fuck. Yeah, the, um, I'm, I'm somewhat, I always look forward to fall. That's the only guess of the problem here is like the, the fall lasts, you know, for like four weeks maybe here. Right. And then like once all the, the fucking, by the time most of the leaves drop, it's like it's snowing. It's wintertime. I love fall too. Don't you start getting, cause I feel like you've mentioned it before. Don't you start getting the seasonal depression shit though? Um, I do in, um, in the spring when winter turns to spring. Oh, you're a psycho. Yeah. It's fucking weird. <laughs> that is weird. I think it's what it is is after so many months Excuse me of of the gray shit. Yeah, that's when it because for me it's like it's when it's um when it starts changing up here. Um, you we we have um I think a lot of it's based on like the the lakes on either side of us because you have that peninsula effect of like um like super wet all the time like it's always rainy or something or you know there's always moisture around so that changes you know when the wind comes through it changes the temperature of the wind and shit like that. Um, so we'll have like, it'll be like warm or at least, you know, like it'll be sunny and not, you know, uh, snowy for a minute and then it'll go back to cold. We call it, you know, full, uh, full spring mm. and then it kind of, you know, wanes back and then you know, it gets cold for another couple of weeks and then it'll like warm up again a little bit and then go right back into it, the cold. Yeah, and it does that like several sucks. times, um, until like late April, mid May that you, you know, we get cold and it's like. That part fucks me up where it's like, okay, cool. We're coming out of it. We're coming out of it. Nope. Right back into it. That's what fucks me up. Do you get like, so that's kind of like on a seasonal basis. Do you get like, do you feel like there's any part of us, brain, heart, whatever, that is like emotionally or physically tied to the weather in any sense? Like not on a seasonal base, but like. On the weather that day, do you feel like oh, it, yeah. it affects our our brain enough, or like just I like how definitely no? I definitely can tell you, I'm a lot less productive um, on like rainy days. Um, I I as much as I enjoy um, a good rain or a fucking thunderstorm, wherever the fuck, I just I don't. I'm not as willing to like. All right, let's get up and do work. Even if it's like inside the house or whatever, like I, I don't have to leave. It's like I don't want to do shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do go to work, um, what we've noticed that like, especially if it's like multiple days in a row of rain, um, do trying to do prep work, it's just I feel tired and I feel sluggish and shitty. Is is part of that like a peaceful thing? Like, do you feel like it just yeah. like, chills you out? Yeah. It's like, I just want to be at home and I want to be, you know, relaxing and, and focus on other shit. 
I don't so, I don't think it's really a bad thing. It's just not yeah a, a good. It's not my my preferred environment to work in. Yeah, Sarah has a habit of, uh, and it's a lovely one. Anytime it rains, we have the windows open to listen to. Nice, yeah. But uh, dude, for you'll me, fucking love my place. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we get a good rain while you're here. Some rain and some trains. It's and fucking. I'm, it's so dope. I'm a made man. <laughs> Hitting the hitting the uh, the ceiling here and the the skylight and the, the cat's finally not scared of it when it rains now. Yeah. See, for me, rain. Um, it's it might be kind of it's definitely soothing, but I get very introverted. Like, like not like depressive, like fucky, but like uh, like thinky. Where I'm, I I get so zoned out. I don't know, man. I've been like, uh, I, I've been zoning a lot lately. And I I can somewhat feel like feel that, but I I think it, for me it's like, um, I said I was kind of burning the candle at both ends for a while now, but especially last week I just got burnt out on myself and like I I couldn't I couldn't get myself to do anything. So like Monday I put together. Um, this art table, this art like drafting table that my uh, my family got me, and uh, shouts out to them for for doing that for me. Um, and then that was like my my productive thing for the day. And then yesterday I put up um the Halloween decorations. Nice. Um, and that was my other that was my product productive thing yesterday. But other than that, man, it's been fucking horror movies. <laughs> Anything good? Um, I watched the new Halloween movie. Mm, um, that it, doesn't sound good. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't suck that bad. So I, I've been on. I think I. I said it last episode. It's like I think there's something fun about like those that kind of like killer movies, like monster killer movies. Um, Michael Myers is a cool character, um, that he's like, he's, you know, supposedly just a person, but like, he's not, um, you know, he's like unkillable or whatever. Um, no, it, it, it definitely, it could have been worse. I expected worse, <laughs> um, but it wasn't too bad. I, I, I would say go watch it. Yeah. Um, especially if you're a fan of and have watched the other movies. I haven't watched all of them, um, but I, I got enough. You, they, even if you haven't seen them, they give you enough of the story that you can you can pick back into it. Um, I said I watched Fourth Kind. That's always always yeah. a good watch. That was the one that actually, no matter how many times I've seen it, I, I was just telling my boss earlier today, I watched it, and then um, we were talking on the phone the other day as like, it was like most of the way through. And while I was on the phone with you, actually, I walked into my bedroom because, you know, you got to walk around while I'm on the phone. And, um, when I walked in, I realized that the lights were off and the corners of the room were really dark. And it was like, (laughs) Oh, I should turn this light on. (laughs) Like, it's not, it's like, it's such a stupid thing. And if, you know, like I know what's, you know, what's up about the movie, but it's still like it, it's it's a freaky fucking movie. Okay, that that's a good lead in. So, the dark corners of your room, right? Yeah. yeah. You you know you know there's nothing there, right? Yeah. 
why the fuck do we look right like mm-hmm. so so both with movies like i i've been very jaded lately i think i've just become bitter as fuck i'm just yeah. bitter right conversations with people like about the weather not like how does weather affect your mind like if you're gonna tell me it's nice weather out today i want you to die and never speak again that's a hot one out there today (laughs) shut the fuck up especially if you're both out in it already yeah i'm here man i i I see it Right. Rainy, like, rainy, it's, uh, raining cats and dogs out there. It's like, thanks, bud. Dude, I just hate conversations with people. Like, I don't know. I just, I wish, right? I, I feel like we talk about, like, we goof. We're new boot goofing a lot, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, this show has been an excuse to talk about at least some real shit or weird yeah. shit or just explore shit. Like, most conversations with people are just like so surface level, right? Yeah. Dude, that shit drives me crazy. Like I don't we don't have to like talk about like all our past trauma upon meeting someone, right? Yeah. But like if we can't talk about anything interesting more than like stating facts about things around us, it it makes me so sad. Right. Like, I get set. Like, I don't want to meet up with anyone and just, like, hang out or, like, like, every once in a while that's cool, but I don't want to just, like, kick it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, th- I feel like whether it's movies or whatever, like, I don't know. I want to talk about something that means something a little bit more. I want to wonder about why, why we're looking into dark corners. I want to, like fuck with our heads and like can i see see what's there you know so so i feel like brain surgery shit one of the is it weirder i think it's it's then it's weirder now to like if you want to push that conversation of like something weird or something you know more deep and obscure that lets you know more about the person like usually that like uh you know hot weather we're having like that's a that's an icebreaker thing yeah. instead of, so instead of doing that, how about, you know, you walk up to someone and say like, so what's your favorite ancient society? <laughs> you know, what's your favorite, um, obscure, you know, mythological study or what's your favorite? Um, what do you think about, um, um, how are you perceiving that heat on the back of your neck? <laughs> <laughs> Is it all in your head? Is the sun real? Like, I just, yeah. uh, I just watched a long, long... Prove, just walk up to someone in a bar. Prove to me the earth is round. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just... It feels like, you know, like, we all do different things to get by, right? Yeah. And I think for some people such as ourselves to explore ideas and to question ourselves it makes it easier right Mm -hmm. because like all those questions like build up like i used to talk to sam late at night we'd be smoking or whatever and we we would always talk about the ignorance matrix 
the the more ignorant you are, the less you have to question anything. It, ignorance is bliss, right? Right. If you, if you're very critical or introspective, all those questions they they accumulate more than you can ever get rid of them. So like for people like us, it helps to like get that shit out. It's therapeutic, right? It's right. interesting. But for a lot of people that they got to do what they got to do and like ignoring shit. I, I just can't imagine ignoring shit or disengaging from like deeper truths or knowledge. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine how that makes it easier to get by. And it makes me sad when like, I feel like so often around me, I can't engage in anything with anyone. Yeah. It's like, even if it doesn't, even if it doesn't affect you, it's something that's obscure in a way that like, even like, like for me, like that's one of like the, like black holes and like string theory and shit like that. Like it doesn't affect me. No, no knowing will. knowing that information, even if they came out tomorrow and said like, we, you know, we found the other dimensions and we can prove string theory. It's, it's not going to affect my life other than like, maybe they'll be able to make new tech and shit out of sure. knowing this information. There's no, there's no way that's going to have a correlation on the way that I spend time with my family and shit like that. Like or the way I do my job, it's not going to affect me. So I feel like it's just a, a fun thing that's like, you know, to discuss. Like when, when it's open-ended, I mean, even religion for that matter. It's like to when – it's, when it's like there's no proof one way or the other to, to question and discuss something like that. It's, you know, you don't have a hard, you know, basis. Or even if it's something that like – something different where it's like – you don't have a foot in the race because like um, I feel like that's one of the things with like um, racism and like homophobia and stuff is like people that experience this more often is like or that people that are, you know, more racist and homophobic or usually you can correlate that with they don't they don't have experience with those people. They've been raised and taught by other people that also never had experience with those people or were taught something shitty. But then, like, you know, you see it in a lot of small towns and, and shit like that where it's, like, they don't have, you know, experience with trans people. They don't know what that means other than what they heard from, you know, one of their, you know, cis friends or something. So, like, explaining to them, like, why pronouns are, you know, an, an important thing, like, it means nothing to them. So, instead of... You know, they can make that choice to either engage and say like, okay, well, how, how, you know, how can I, what can I learn about this thing that I don't know about? Or they can say, nah, that doesn't affect me. Never mind. I don't want to. Stick my head in the fucking sand. Exactly. Well, all right. That, that's a decent correlation. So like science religion tech black holes fucking terror tarot cards right yeah all all that shit doesn't affect us right totally impractical right mm-hmm. except like devil's advocate how, how we choose to use it yeah. just like the fucking psychics like a black hole may never affect your life but knowing knowing more about where we are right like can teach us more about ourselves like anything that we can 
life is just learning how to fucking die and be okay with ourselves, right? Like we're always changing and we Damn, just- that's fucked up. Right? I agree. I agree, but it's fucked up. It's super fucked. Yeah. We're just learning how to fucking die and be okay with ourselves. That's the whole fucking point. It's it's a uh, top of the mountain to start over. It's Nietzsche. It's all it's all that stupid shit. It's all it's all a waste of time. None of it fucking matters, right? Mm-hmm. One of my rehab dudes. His this was when um, Trump and Hillary, right, right before the election, and uh, he was such an asshole. He would vote. He would meme vote for Trump, right? He was just one of those idiots, right? Mm-hmm. I fucking love the dude. And he he uh, he was older. For him, it actually was just a meme. He just didn't give a fuck at all. But his whole thing was, why the fuck should I care who the fuck is president? Because tomorrow, I'm still taking the bus, right? Mm-hmm. Like, whether it's tech, psychics, whatever, like... It's all impractical except what we learn about ourselves from it, right? And, like, mm-hmm. the people that keep their head in the fucking sand all the time, like, what what makes me sad is, like, I don't care that they're stuck. Like, they're going nowhere, right? Right. The, they'll never do anything interesting. They'll, they'll be just whatever lost the rest of their lives right yeah but what makes me sad is i can't learn anything about myself from them because their fucking head is in the sand while i want to like say something right yeah you you, you're you're trying to evolve yourself yeah they're 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 an an obstruction in that path like on some real shit like I, i fucking hate myself like i hate people right but like i'm okay with who I am now, but I don't ever want to be like so in love with myself that I'm never going to try to change. Right. Like I would rather be uncomfortable and frustrated and attempting to learn something than to just be like, I'm good how I am. Yeah. Fuck that. You don't, you can't grow in a comfort zone. No, fuck all that. Yeah. Just sucks. That's, this shit means something more yeah um i want to circle back to the uh looking in the dark corners thing yeah um so i have a theory on that and i think there might be there's probably studies on why more details of that but i think it's so i learned a long time ago um and you'll see it in groups of people um of like any size you know you ever been to like a party or like a wedding or like a large event where all of a sudden everyone just gets quiet Mm mm-hmm and, you know, and then it kind of, you know, they kind of, you look around like, oh shit, like what just happened? And then you go back to your conversation or whatever. And you that's the YMCA building slowly. <laughs> 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 there's a, there's a, um, a, they, they link it back to if you look at like large, like herds of animals um, out in the wild. They will do that. Like they'll be about their business by the watering hole or whatever. And then they, they'll all just kind of stop and they stick their heads up and they look around and they go back to their business. And Super you're checking, in, yeah, you're checking your surroundings. It's a, it's a way to like, it's a survival instinct. You go back to, you know, your regular, you know, regular, you know, programming after that. But you kind of, you have to take a second, like, okay, wait, check my shit. Okay, cool. Um, I think that looking, you know, that, 
that curiosity of what's the the unknown, the what's in the dark. That's just a survival instinct of like you know, gotta look at it, gotta see, you know, what you know. Even if your brain is is tells you, like obviously there's nothing there. Obviously, I know that's not a person standing there. It's a coat rack, you know, whatever the fuck. There's that little thing in the back of your head that's you know for your, your lizard brain that's clicking and thinking like. But what if it's a threat? Yeah. How how in tune do you feel like how how separated from our animal mind do you think we are? And like how how in tune with it do you feel like you are? I feel like at least I feel like I'm I'm probably less separated than I think I am. I think that in general for people, I think we're less separated than we think we are. We just utilize those points in 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 different ways um even like you know your your instincts of like you know when you're when you're around new people and you just you have to like i don't know like a like a vibe check on somebody or uh you know you're, you're trying to um what's the word i'm looking for when you're when you're kind of like testing out like when you meet someone new and and there's just like a like we were saying with evil, you know, like you have that gut feeling when you meet someone and there's just like, there's something off, there's something wrong about this person. Like you just don't feel safe. Like that's a, that's that animal instinct. Which sense do you get most from? Like, I know you have better sense of smell with food stuff. Like, do you get, do you, what level of information do you think you're perceiving from your sensory? aspects um from sensory stuff i mean i can mostly tell you if something's um spoiled or not Um, (laughs) that person is spoiled (laughs) they're rotting inside i can tell from here oh you gotta uh you gotta trust one baby right here like those cancer sniffing dogs you smell like old money holy fuck it's so dude did you know they were they had dogs that could smell covid yeah yeah, Holy I did see that. Fuck, that's some like wild that, shit. That's that's in tune. I wish we were uh, on that level with our animal. The um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you. you think your your sight is probably the number one. Um, you know, for like a protection standpoint of like you know, because it's you can see away much further than you or you can see further away than you can you know smell. I guess hearing, but. Yeah, the the ocular pat down is for real. The ocular pat down. Well, I guess hearing too, because you know, there. How often do you hear like, you know, especially since I've been living on my own, it's like when I hear something else, I have to think, where did that come from? Like, is it my cat fucking fucking up shit? Is it you know like the the tenant in the house that's you know in this other unit, or is it my mom downstairs? Or is it a squirrel running across the roof, which happens a decent amount? Mm-hmm. I thought it was critters in the wall, but it turns out that it's actually squirrels and shit running across the roof, which is cool. In in a high stress moment, right? Yeah. Let's say uh, when there's a- when there, I think there's a person in the house, and I come around the corner with a gun, but it's actually a bat. Sure. Yeah. So high stress situation, you're straining to perceive something, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say it wasn't a bat and it really was a person or you're fairly sure it was and they're like, you don't know if they're they're 10 feet away around a corner 
or like two rooms away, right? Right. And you're trying to figure it out. Do you feel like that attempt to decipher is solely with your senses? Or do you feel like do you feel like there's anything else that activates? And I can preface it with some things or see what you think first. Um the so I feel like there is a lot of instinct. Um, in that moment where I legitimately did think that there was a person in my home, yeah, the way I responded, it it almost it wasn't like a thinking out my my next moves kind of thing. It was like a automatic. I know where the gun is. Grab that, and th- it was even like the the stealth of it. The way I I wasn't like. I wasn't, wasn't like jumping out of bed. It was like a step out and grab it. And it was like, a, it felt very natural in a way James that was bonded. like, yeah, it felt very um, like automatic response. This gun very, was molded for my hand. <laughs> even like, even in the, like they said the moment where I'm standing around the corner and it's like, I, I was just about to put my finger on the trigger before I turned around the corner and I took my finger off. That was probably the the only point where in my head I actually like, you know, the little synapse connected and like I thought for a second, and it wasn't just acting on impulse. Yeah. Um, what if, what if you could stay in that flow state all the time, pure pure instinct as a ooh, way of life? I I can. Um, not all the time, but when I when I'm working in a restaurant and you're it's like we're buried in tickets. And like you yeah. have like a bunch of shit. That's that's exactly what that's like. Um, I feel like when you're experienced just, and you know what yeah. you're doing, that's exactly what that's like. You have to be that way where every move, every movement has to make sense. It has to be without thought. It has to just be like I'm doing this because I need to do this. And you have your next, you know, three to five moves are all planned out. I have to do this, and then I can do this, and then I can do this, and it makes sense for me to do this before I do this. But like you're not thinking those things; you're just doing it. So, I was earlier. I was saying I've been getting spaced out a lot. I feel like, I feel like, it is legitimately a form of, not really, but in a way, like of time travel or visiting other dimensions. Right? Like mm-hmm. they're not real places you're visiting for sure, but right. it's a mirror mirror world shit. Like you're visiting the other. String theory dimensions, right? You're yeah. seeing other possibilities. You're entering um, the past. You're going through time, right? Mm-hmm. So, in regular time, right? Just regular bullshit life. You have those flow states, like danger, or it's animal instinct, or you have that like pure intuition when you're at work. And something like that is, um, it can be equally as instinctual or intense, but it's harder to keep going because it takes a lot of energy from you to stay mm-hmm. engaged in that, right? So, um, I, hang, hang on just a second. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just couldn't remember that I hit record on Audacity. <laughs> I just had a panic moment. I'm sorry. No, you're good. So I think, 
I think the other ways I get somewhere similar, right, are, are meditative things. Um, art, for sure, I think is very active meditation. I definitely get all kinds of weird shit. Like, uh, do you do you ever get while you're in instinct mode? Do you hear or perceive anything that isn't like actually there? Like you know you're thinking the things, but it manifests a little bit. Um, explain explain what you mean a little bit more. Like, um, give me an example. So if I'm concentrating very hard it's not all the time it's kind of rare and it's both special in a good way and negative way but if i'm concentrating um on art for a long time and i'm nearing exhaustion and it's normally when i'm very frustrated right like i feel like i'm failing and there's a bit of that anxiety aspect where you're like this isn't working. I can't figure it out. It's all doubt-based, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like a defense mechanism of sorts, like engage, where I feel like I'm hearing voices, like screaming at me, right? Like no one's saying anything. It's definitely not real, but it's like a pressure thing. Like you get so focused, like you hear shit, attacking your psyche and it's definitely not words it's just like the feeling of voices right Mm -hmm. like the feeling of like an audio pressure and you focus through it right Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like a weird thing in the sense where it's if i know i start and it's just like i feel like other people maybe who have had panic attacks or something might understand that it's like you just feel like the static of pressure. Yes. As like an audio thing almost. It's not like affecting what you're hearing in real life, but it feels like it is. And if you can like stay engaged and like focus through it, it's like if you're stone, as soon as you crack, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like full party wipe. F and chat, your shit's fucking done. But if you stay intact, like you can get to the other side of it and it in normally in a way that's rewarding. Yeah. It's like Um, a psychological scarification kind of deal. I can say that, um, when you said, you know, uh, anxiety attack that click with me, because what happens when I get like my social anxiety bullshit, like when I'm at, you're at the grocery store and then you realize that like, you're in the way everywhere you move and someone else is coming around this corner and you're just trying to like stop so you can like look at something real quick. And like, there's like four people waiting for you to move. And like, I hate that. Like that, that fucks me up. Do you Um, hear the, it feels like, it just feels like for me, I think everything gets louder. Yeah. Um, Sure. The existing audio just is like deafening. Mm -hmm. Um, I do, I do get to get that, but it's like not a, it's not a, a noise that's not there. Maybe. Um, or at least I haven't noticed it to be that way. I feel like we're probably talking about the same thing in a different way. We yeah, I just yeah, it. I just perceive it differently. Yeah. So um, like, I was gonna say when, if anything, when I when I get into the for me like that automatic 
like response thing we were talking about at work. Like that's my favorite thing about working in, in the industry. Like that, that high, it's like, it, it feels like a high because, yeah. um, in that moment though, I can, you can, I can feel my, like my body shift gears, my brain kind of shift into that mode. Um, I feel that, um, because it feels like time kind of slows down a little bit and it feels like, yeah, like when you're like when you're in a plane or something and like your ears kind of like pop yeah. and like, it's kind of like, like right before that when it's kind of like all the sound is muffled, that's kind of what it feels like, except for like, I'm listening for certain things. Like I know I need to be listening for this person, this person, or one of these servers to like contact me, but all the other noise I block out. I'm focused on like, like, you know, three or four voices and, um, that's there. There isn't. I was going to say there. There is an audio component to that that I, See, I recognize. That flow state, like that. That is you at your most like distilled version. It's of my, my most powerful form. Yeah, that is you doing what you need to be doing in that moment. It's yeah. so. The, I I wish I could find it right now, but there are so many studies on like how music helps an old person like dementia yeah. like those those keeping your synapses sharper like regular flow state engagement changes your brain plasticity it yeah. it changes how how we experience like that moment and all other moments it's so important to like it's the ultimate release outside of drugs i got asmr while working a shift one time it was Ooh. it was really weird. I I it actually it fucked me up. I didn't like it. What's I, the- I I usually like the the ASMR. But I usually get it when I'm like chilling and you know like listening to a thing. But like that one fucked me up. I think I wasn't it- expecting it. and It was weird. <laughs> I think ASMR is like uname for the ears. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Oh, it's funny. So I was gonna say like the closest I can get the flow states without the high intensity aspect in the past it was always like sedatives hypnotics and benzos are really good for living in flow state obviously bad for remembering that flow yeah. state right <laughs> but who needs I, to remember I, it though hey there's something to that we're take, not meant take to remember. two of them <laughs> <laughs> so uh I, we asked about vi- um audio form um of perception so like with visual right Mm -hmm. in in that high intensity moment right straining in the dark do you have any visual changes or do you feel like you are actually perceiving with your visual sense or do you feel like there are other parts of you that like your synapses are connecting like are you perceiving any other things that aren't aren't just physical input? Um, I don't know. I I I want to say yes, only because of my own. So, like in the in the the moment that high tension moment where it was like you know uh, like when I thought someone was in the house, it was it was a very short moment um, before I realized it was a bat. And then, like, so I didn't really get a chance to, like, live in that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm equating it to 
that high pressure moment at work where I'm in that, that focus zone. Um, that would say definitely. Yes. Um, there's, there's that internal clock thing. Like I've, there's a, it's weird because like I said, it feels like time goes slower for me, but it's like when you have like four, you know, things going on and, and burners on the stove. And then you have like, you know, 15 burgers on the fucking grill plus this bacon and then plus like all these breads and like all this other shit that you got working and then these things gotta be plated up and like you're working on multiple things at once you can't keep track of how long this thing's been in the oven or how long this thing's been on the burner and shit like that but yet there when i'm in that moment especially it's like a i've always considered it like a sixth sense and it's, I kind of get into it when I'm not in that mode, but like a sick sense of knowing like this thing's ready. This thing's going to be ready in a minute. This thing's ready in 30 seconds. Like it's yeah. – and that, I'm sure it's just experience. Um, but also it – memory. Yeah, it's like a weird thing there. And I'm not sure if it's like a, just an internal clock um, you, that's perceiving it or – Do you also lose time? For me, that's a big thing when I'm entering different states. Um, no, um, not so much. If you're more in tune with it. Yeah. If anything, the workday kind of does seem longer. Um, when it's like that, especially if it's like, you know, four hours of that straight. Um, and then it just gets exhausting. Um, yeah, there's a come down. Oh yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons, you know, cigarettes were so important. It's like, you need to take a break. You need a reason to step outside and, yeah. Um but um I mean fuck just this last weekend um we had a Saturday and it was it wasn't even busy in the morning it was kind of slow but like you know I got there at six o'clock and then before I knew it it was fucking you know ten o'clock already and I, I even I said something out loud I was like fuck it's already ten and then that moment from ten to eleven or the hour from ten to eleven felt like you know the exact same amount of time within that hour. Um, cause can it did I, pick up, but can I push you? Yeah. So what about, uh, spiritual perception? Um, how do you mean? Right. We're not religious. We don't believe in ritual as a general thing. Um, in a spiritual sense. Um, do you feel like people can admit emit energies or that there are like even if it was like just physical um right like we have gravity Mm -hmm. right or solar rays that are invisible dark matter things that like let's say let's say those things could be considered spiritual right let's make it a little more plausible or that thought energy could be a real form of energy like chi right all all the all, all the shit do you feel like there is any legitimacy in the sense of like us being able to perceive the spirit realm or like the energy of others like when you're entering states do you feel like you are 
have some intuition to those things. That is my, that's actually part of my, um, my whole, um, my, my ghost theory. And of course, they don't believe in ghosts or whatever, but I, 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 my thing, we talked about it with the, um, yeah, the string theory and multiple universes thing. But like, if, if there's a moment where, you know, um, there's an interlap or something, if you're not, if you're not focused on it, I think it makes more sense that you can miss it. I think it makes sense that, you know, you're not paying attention or you're not like, I guess when you're in, in tune like that, you're in that focus mode where you're turned off to the usual stimulus that's coming in from the outside. Yeah. I think logically that would say, would mean that you, it makes sense that you are, if you're not in, if you're blocking all that excess stimuli, then you are more open to, you know, new shit or, you know, uh, um, more minute differences. Um, did you frame it once to me as the echo of molecules? Um, yeah. So, so, um, the, it's like a, like a a spirits thing. Yeah. Like if you're, um, so I have a couple different ideas. No, no, you're, you're on the right track. I think it's a different, theory so um for me i was one of my one of my ideas is that um like you were saying like the your your thought energy like that's like a perceivable energy and like it is it's a perceivable you can measure your brain waves when you think like that's a thing um where it once it leaves your head it's not a like you don't perceive someone else's thoughts that's you know fucking telekinesis or whatever or you know um, telecommunication, that's, that's fucking weird. Um, but imagine if you could, like, we don't have that technology yet to, to do that. But like with, you know, your brain chips and shit that are coming out, like that could be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so within that, like within those thoughts that you have, like, that's your conscious or that, you know, that's your, your consciousness. That's your, you know, the thing that makes you what you are, your thoughts and your, um, you know, your person, personal choices and your personality type, that's all in, in your brain. Um, so when, um, when you die, I feel like that's like there, that's, that energy has to go somewhere. Um, and whether it's like a radio wave, that's the way I, I saw it. It's something like a radio wave that reverberates, it goes out. Um, and, um, like a magnetism, those waves are attracted to um, similar waves or like, you know, things that they're, they corresponded with. So like if it's someone that you loved and you cared about and you, you know, you're familiar with this wave that they put out, whether you're conscious of that wave or not, it does make sense for it to, you know, for you to be um, conscious of it after, you know, in a subconscious way, you, you, you recognize it after the fact, after they die. Yeah. Um, and of course, like, it's just, it's fucking mumbo jumbo shit, but I think it's a fun idea. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I believe in spiritual energy of sorts, but I do think there is something like you can be, there is something where you can be more tuned in to forms of energy maybe we don't understand. Yeah. And that's the other, I was like, I don't, I don't like to call it spiritual energy. I think it's just your, your brain waves. Sure. You know, I, cause I think spiritual energy, it's kind of loaded. It varies. So I, but I, I think it's, it's, you know, 
the the measure of your you know a measurable wave that is your your person your individual person so in one of the the episodes of fringe that was recent was the worm with uh what was it the hypothalamus it wasn't the hippocampus what was it maybe it was a thyroid but they had um different extrasensory organs like how how wild would it be that like we we were reading on uh one of the recent episodes they found a new organ in our throats like in the last year Mm -hmm. and they still don't really know what it does but what if we had other sensory organs or like when we talked about biohacking stuff a little bit there was there's a professor that's really into biohacking i forget his name he did his own chip in implant and i don't know what form of energy it uses but he turns on and off his lab lights yeah using thought like th- there's so much we might not understand so where I was going with this, I'm going to see if I can tie this bullshit back together with a bow. <laughs> <laughs> so, and remind me to come back to radio wave, yeah. radio wave decay. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get, I'm going to loop it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. <laughs> so, this was maybe four years ago, five, maybe longer, maybe six years ago. I don't understand time. So, I had a series of very intense trips and one of which I would kind of think of as a mushroom overdose, like really fucked me up. And then afterwards, within like a couple months, I had a series of like overdose overdoses on some, some fentanyl shit. And one of the times the last, the last one of that series I lost a lot of oxygen, right? Mm -hmm. And it was right after some really fucked up mushroom trips. And it stayed with me for a long time. Like my brain was off, like noticeably off, very foggy. But you know how, I don't know how much you've had, but where the visuals stay with you a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I already had tracer vision for like, the year before that and then after i lost a bunch of the oxygen dude i had the weirdest phenomenon that i i i'm sure it's just like brain damage shit right Mm -hmm. but i i just hadn't seen or heard anyone else that experienced it so i got really like just like overly fascinated by it but i had this thing where if i closed my eyes right Mm-hmm. You know, normally you see swirlies, whatever, and you press on your eyes and you look at the pretty colors, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if I would just lay in the dark, you know how sometimes you feel the blood pressure in your head just yeah. pulse a little bit? I could feel the pulse and in tune with that pulse, right? Your heart's an electric pulse. I would feel the pulse in my face, around my eyes. And even though my eyes were closed, the room would flash, right? Whatever room I was in with my eyes closed, it was almost like dark vision in a video game when you have the pulse, like Mm -hmm. pulse for dark vision. I could get like a pulse of like the outlines of light 
of the room I was in. And I could like do it for like hours. And it felt like wild. And it felt like real sight. And like we talked about remote sensing recently. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things like, I don't know if it could ever happen in a place I wasn't familiar with or like that my imagination couldn't capture. But it felt real. Like it felt like I was able to see something that was like under the layers of reality that maybe I normally couldn't perceive. And I fully realize how stupid that sounds and that like most likely just fucked my brain up a bit and like <laughs> i was just seeing some synapses fire bad right you got you got uh psychic powers after overdose <laughs> it felt like it man but like i just i don't know i feel like maybe there are things and i feel it most with time that i feel like there's there's a lot of things that we don't understand about how, how we perceive. That I 100% agree with. There's definitely shit that we don't know, or the, especially even like just shit about the brain and the way it works. Like we have really strong understandings, much better than, you know, even, you know, 50 years ago, how, how, you know, our brains work. But not like really. if we if we learned if we've learned that much in just fifty years, how much more can we learn in another hundred? Yeah, they you know? say with like biology, like we don't fully understand how Tylenol works. Like we don't know why inflammation changes, right? Like it just we, works. we do, it just does. Yeah, like, we know what happens to the cells and what does what. We know how to measure, but we don't know like every aspect of those things. Mm-hmm. And I. I just feel like there's so much we don't know. Like, I hate when people say your brain's like a computer. It's like, if your brain's like a computer, that squid is like an airplane, right? Like, we're, our brains are closer to a squid than an air or a fucking computer, right? It's right. just, mu- it's organic mush. Like, yeah. we don't know how things connect. It's it's meat with, uh, with an electrical current. Yeah, like people with uh, teeth problems, they found like a... If you have to get, what is it called, uh, where they drill out a dead tooth. Like a root canal? Yeah, root canals. Dude, there are so many crazy problems linked to because you're, it's the only surgery we ever do where you seal in necrotic tissue, right? You mm-hmm. can't ever perfectly clean out the cavity. Right. And then we're sealing it with human material, right? Like that shit festers. All your teeth are connected to different nerves. Yeah. And they they found like how the teeth connect to your brain. There's so many other disease complications that they're starting to think could be tied to root canals. It's wild. That is wild. I mean, like there's even like um gum disease is linked to like heart disease. Right. And shit like that. Like that's fucking wild. They say, like, if you, uh, flossing increases, you know, like, could put, like, 10 years on your life. Are you a good flosser? No. Man, I, my teeth. That's such a hard fucking habit. My teeth are so bad. <laughs> I can, like, poke my gums through almost all of my molars. Oh. They're, they're fu- like, my fronts, I look good. I look like 
I brushed my teeth for 30 years. The back looked like they smoked meth and ate candy for 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) But... (laughs) uh, I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say. Something about teeth. (sighs) All right. right, Do you want to do the spin to Radio Decay? Yeah, let's let's talk about that. And Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) All right, so... Ghost memories, whatever, an echo of molecules. That's that's the the base. We'll say sure, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like just as like energy can decay? Do you feel like parts of who we are? I'll, I'll preface it. Your D and D character died recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Okay, to, so, so, so to be fair, it wasn't the it wasn't the character that I made, but I've been controlling this character for about two years now. Okay. So let's say let's say you did make it, right? Yeah. It's it's a projection of yourself. Yeah. It's part of your energy to an extent, right? Yeah. That character dies. Do you feel like a part of you dies? Do you feel like there are parts of ourselves that decay away? Like the energy, you know, your skin cells are constantly growing and dying, right? We're mm-hmm. always changing. Do you feel like with enough either time or work that parts of us are meant to die and decay away? Um, Do we change? Yes. And in particular, I think – so with, with the D&D character thing, because I was thinking about um, if it had been my – my character that I made. So, uh, it, this is in the first campaign that I've, that I started. We started about three, almost four years ago now. Um, and if it had been my character, I would have been extremely upset. Um, and it almost was, um, honestly, I, I can't, fully understand that i understand the idea of it but i can't feel that so for me it's like i i think there's multiple things that go into it one um it was my first character for dnd i've always wanted to play dnd and finally got a chance to um second it's like something i'm doing with my cousin um and that's also makes it really important to me um but like i said i've been playing with this character and like you know trying to do cool shit and um I've, I've like, I came up with like backstory and all this history and lore about this character and stuff that like to, to fuel the way that he thinks and would react to situations and stuff. Um, I've got a lot of time invested into this character. So I do think a part of, I think a part of us does die with that, but I think it's a part that didn't exist until you created that character. You know, like it might be based on things that already existed, but you create this, you know, especially with role-playing things, you create this persona. You create this this version of, not a version of yourself so much, but this... Projection. This, yeah, this projection. It's it's a, it's a life that you're... Phantom. Yeah, exactly. It's a good, it's a thing that you are, you are taking the control of. Um, when that goes away... You know, there's, I don't know, it's like a weird, yeah, I do think that there's a part of you that dies a little bit. So that's, that's like you mapping 
your energy into the world, right? Like right. your thoughts, your ideas, it's something you create, right? Yes. That part of you that made that is there, right? Mm-hmm. Your character dies. Do you, do those parts of yourself, of your consciousness, like actually decay? Do they change? Do they, like, do I think, you f- I think they just become a memory at that point. I mean, like, if you, you know, you can always, like, I, you know, you can always bring back the character and like, just by a different name, it's just also, you know, a ranger who's a, you know, proficient archer or whatever, and has similar stats or whatever, and just call it something else. You can do that. Sure. But I feel like even still, it's like, if you're doing it right, like you want to invest in making a, you know, so I think, you know, part of role-playing things like that, it's like you want to make a new character. You want to have a different experience. That's part of the fun of it. Dude, mem- memories are just the morning of the death of a time. Did you just come up with that? Yeah. That's like deep. That. Right? The like morning, if we're, The morning of the death of a time? Yeah. Like it's it's a time that's decayed, it's gone, it's dead. And by re-experiencing the memory, we're mourning the loss. Or or honoring, but it's still dead. <laughs> Do you ever uh, read the thing that says, um, your future self is watching your current self right now through memories? It's not at all the same thing mm. that you were saying, but I, I, I have something no. that re- reminded me of it. That's there's an assumption that we're still alive in the future there. Well, and yeah. T- tomorrow is promised to no man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all right. Parts of us decay into memories, you're yeah. saying. Yeah. So, do you think as people, as animal people, do you think it's possible yeah. we are more parasitic? than we think in the sense like do you feel like parts of us can live and die with others whether it's a significant other someone you just really love or with mankind in general like the ants in the colony do you feel like there's an element of us that's parasitic enough that we are linked in death and life to others um so first of all, when you say animal people, you mean furries, right? Of course. Um, so no, um, <laughs> do you see this tail? <laughs> <laughs> we both definitely wear our fur, fur suits when we record. Uh, <laughs> microphone in the in the the headpiece. Um, Sometimes you get lazy and just use the butt plug tails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. That's when you're lazy. <laughs> Don't want to know when you have the time to invest in it. Uh, the. Uh, <laughs> So I think honestly, I think the by nature humans are a lot more parasitic than we often think about. Um, I mean, by nature, all things that rely on other things, like that's that's you know parasitic. But we, especially in a more, um, in like a modern society, or is like a, in a more free society where. Your when your goals are, you know, personal gain and self gain, um, 
you're very much thinking, you know, like what, uh, um, what, what is the, the Machiavellianism thing? Um, by any means, by any means. So like your, your, your thought process is how, how do, how do I gain from this? What do I gain from this? And I think even like kind people, like people that have good, the best of intentions, they still have that thought, um, those thoughts occasionally. Um, so it's, it's, I think by nature, we have that in us. Um, that sounds more like a predator than parasite. Well, whether I, we mean to or not. Well, the difference, the only difference in a predator versus a parasite is that of a predator, I guess, does more work, you know, seemingly does more work to get their ends met. Predator. A parasite that, you know, leeches, you know, latches itself onto something and leeches its way through it. Right. The predator typically kills what it's feeding on while the parasite leaves it alive so it can keep feeding. Yeah. Um, And I mean, that's, isn't that what we, well, I mean, you can argue that we're being predators to the planet. I was going to say, isn't that kind of what we do with the planet? Like, ideally, we want it to be alive and thriving so that we can. Friendship is pretty parasitic. Mutually. Yeah. Like you, f- you feed off each other and you don't want each other to die so you can keep rewarding yourself through the other person. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a strong take on it, on friendship. Um, <laughs> but I, I know what you mean. Absolutely. Um, there's, there is a definitely the selfish part of that where it's like, I mean, you see it a lot in like, even like tropes of like, um, you know, when there's like three friends or whatever, and like two of them are like their best friends, but like this one, it's like, oh, you're our, you're our best friend too, and it's like, mm, can't have two best, you yeah. know. <laughs> and, and the two close ones nibble on the the other one's feet at night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of talked about um, subtractive parts of our our conscious. Mm-hmm. Parts that can fade away, feeding on others. What about adding to it? And earlier I said, we don't believe in ritual in the sense of like a spiritual ritual. Yep. I feel like I'm very, I love ritual, right? That's my thing. And the first thing that comes to mind is like tattooing, body modification, changing our spiritual shell not spiritual. That sounded so fucking stupid. Our like husk. <laughs> hey man, just start, start making your candles and selling them at the farmer's market. You already, um, our, dude. I already got a table reserved, bro. <laughs> but like changing our husk, right? That sounds better. Our stupid meat bag skin. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you feel like there's ways like we can either stimulate or build our consciousness? Is it through experience, through change? other people um i mean there's a lot there's a lot of options i think so one of my favorite things about traveling some i I heard somewhere was that um when you travel when you travel somewhere you find a piece of yourself i i like that one you know you the number one thing that you take away from it it's it's something that it's for you 
you know, what you take out of it. It's, it's your choice of what, what it is, I guess. It's not even a choice really. It's like what you perceive of it. Um, whether it's unconsciously or subconsciously or whatever, but you, you leave with something new about yourself. Um, which is why everyone should travel if you can, um, especially long distances, different cultures and stuff like that. Um, seeing it on the discovery channel isn't enough. It's, it's good to, to do, you know, research and stuff like that, but it's not the same thing. Um, the, I think that's one of the, the most like fast acting changes, um, or either that or, um, grief, like strong, um, emotional stimuli. Would it be fair to say both of those could fall under experience? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So high, high octane <laughs> in one way or another experience, whether it's discovery or or pain, but or I think hope. There is also a thing that, like, when you dress a certain way, it changes your your the way that you walk, kind of thing. You know, if you're, you know. Even if it's not even so much that you, um, like, you know, you wear a suit every day, that's gonna, that's gonna fade eventually too. Like you wear a certain, a certain style of clothing or whatever every day. It does, while it does change the way that other people perceive you and it might change the way, like your formalities about yourself and and the way you communicate with people. Um, but that also you get used to it. So like changing up your look every now and then, or, you know, I don't have tattoos, so I don't know if it's the same thing, but I feel like getting new tattoos could be a part of that. It's a different thing that you're putting out. Like I just got, you know, last year I got this fucking jean jacket and I put some patches on it with like, it's a colored shit. Like I usually, it's like, I just wear black and white and neutral shit all the time, but like it was a, like a blue jacket with like colored patches on it that it's a different vibe for me, but it was like a new, it gave me a different feeling of myself. Yeah. When I walked outside. Yeah. It really can't change things. It's weird. Like, um, I don't know. I just, I was going to say something. I feel like that for that reason, like I would say also there is a way that your, your husk can, can affect your, um, perception, at least of yourself. Um, what about things like, um, so we have experience. What about like knowledge? Like, I guess we talked about that a bit earlier, like by learning about, things you can find more about yourself to change yeah so i think like the knowledge that comes with it's one of those things that comes with you know that that external stimuli oh that's what i was gonna say all right what about some scarlet letter shit right you have the the naughty priest who whips his back right yeah yeah right like you you make and the idea was you know you're freeing yourself of your sins you're building scar tissue. You become stronger. It's just like working out, building muscle, uh, eating well, like those things. What about that form of like 
And I see how it's tied to the emotion stuff like anguish, but like that form of punishing or like torturing your mind a little bit for growth. There's, um, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, the way I perceive that is it's unnecessary, but I also feel like I have a keen sense of myself of like, of learning from your mistakes of like, if you do something that you feel like you need to repent for that, you feel like you fucked up. Um, you know, I feel like if you can at least acknowledge that you have, you're, you were in the wrong in this situation and you take actions to make it right, try to make it right by whomever else, you know, you wronged or, you know, try to make it right on, you know, by, by you, then that's, that's really all you can do. That punishment, like that further wallowing in it only serves to hurt you. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't, I don't think you gain from being stagnant in the, um, in like punishing yourself. It shouldn't be about punishing. It should be about learning. Uh, I know what you mean. It, it's that sounded a little, uh, like self, uh, psychologically mute, mutilating ish. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's like some really cool new studies on like, uh, guys who are going bald, right? They have all these medications like Noxitril or whatever the fuck it's called that helps you regrow hair, right? Mm-hmm. It's hair transplants, all this shit. But there's been these crazy good results with people who use a very disciplined regimen of microneedling. And basically the idea is you use different systems, there's different methods and shit. Uh, it's, it's like the gilking shit for dick growth too. I don't know. How gilking? There's a whole, I think it's called jelking. Jelking. Uh, well... You know, have you seen those Asian dudes that have the scarred genitals that lift like 400 pounds with their balls? No. Dude, there's dudes that like they tie like 400 pounds to their balls and they like deadlift it, right? I mean, like the, I've I've seen like the BME Pain Olympics. It's like <laughs> the, the real sport version of it. Jesus basically. Christ. Like their genitals are just scar tissue. Right, and they mm. learn how to lift weights with it. It's ridiculous, but there's methods where you can like, they call it joking, and you can actually make your dick bigger through basically breaking down your tissue and stretching it over and over. Right, so there's this thing with the balding shit. They do this needling process, and what happens is when you injure your scalp, right, it sets off a chain reaction that I, I don't understand, that, like, creates protein um, and encourages a protein production, right? So you're mm. injured just like a scab, right? You get injured and your body overcompensates to heal. So when you get pushed into a state, like, you fucked up in life, you have to heal, you have to do penance, whatever the fuck, like you can grow back stronger than how you were previously kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So they do this microneedling in a regimen like every day, poking their scalp thousands of times because your brain uh, 
your body releases all this shit and you grow back more skin cells than you punctured type of thing. I, I think there's something to like, whether it's penance, uh, you know, I think people uh, like even like cutting yourself and shit like that. Like, I think that's like even the penance thing. Like it's, I think it's symbolic the, 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 you know, scar tissue or whatever, the stuff on your, in your head, if you're trying to promote, if it prom- promotes hair growth, that's, I think like that's different um, because you, you're causing a physical, the, the effect or the, what you're trying to do is affect a physical change. Um, when you're trying to affect um, a chemical change through that physical activity, I can see where in long sets of repetition and, and, and um, like doing it on a, on a ritualistic kind of base, mm. you, you could create a chemical change in your brain because of it. Um, but I, I don't see, I, I mean, most of the time that's like short term. Like people say like when they cut their, cut themselves or whatever, they get like endorphins from it. Definitely. So, like, I don't, I don't know that experiences, but I, I, I've, it's fleeting, right? Like, it doesn't stick with you. I have mixed. So, I've, I fucking love self mutilation. It's, it was my jam, right? But I, I, there's good and negative to it. But you're right. It is a, it's a brief high, right? Yeah. But if you do it as a ritual, right? Mm-hmm. The, the. The nature of the scar is also very powerful. A lot of people have like a lot of shame related to it because of how other people see it. Right. But but if you can ignore that part of it and you think of it as as like you're becoming stronger, there's more, your scar tissue is thicker, you're carving your stripes, you're crafting your armor, whatever. There's something about the nature of a lasting mark that while it may hold some sadness, I still think there are ways that it can be a very powerful tool also. That and that I, part I do understand. Yeah, I just feel I, like there's love, something with the mind that way too. I just don't know how to I describe take, it. I take a lot of pride in the, you know, my what I, my battle wounds, my you know, like my either my kitchen yeah. injuries or like when I just sliced my thumb open the other day, like those scars, I I like those because it's like um, it's like a, a it's a memory. It's like it's not it doesn't alter you know my body. You know I can still like move my you know everything right. Everything still works. I didn't like cut nerves or anything stupid. Um, but it's just a I don't know. It's it that, shows experience. I think what I'm trying to say in the dumbest way possible is just trauma. Like psychological yeah, trauma, yeah. depending on how we use it, can make us a lot stronger. Maybe not the self torture, like not the self mental mutilation of like hurting our own mind, but like experiencing shitty shit. Even like yeah, grief. Can grief? Be, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. You you definitely you know there. Are, while I've definitely seen examples of people that don't come out stronger, um, right. I think more often than not. You come out with a, with a new and unique experience, um, having dealt with with grief, yeah. whether it's you know um, someone dies or you know even like you know someone you know breaks up with you or whatever. Like that loss in general of like 
Um, especially if it's like traumatic or it's something that's really sudden, like it affects you so strongly. Um, and a lot, you know, there's, there's usually a lot of change going at once that you have to adapt to. Um, and I think it does, you, you come out on the other end of that, a different person. Um, good or bad, it's different. Yeah. Good or bad, it's different. And you can make it stronger. Yeah. You can build back, build back better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. But there, there's, I feel like there's a lot, there's, there's really something to scar tissue mentally. Um, I don't know. I just, if I could go through every trauma possible and become fucking immortal, like, I feel like I'd be willing to go through, like, all kinds of dimensions of pain if I knew it would make me better, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, have you have you watched the Hellraiser series? Oh, that's, we, we talked about that. Because that's basically <laughs> what those movies are about. But they almost always end up dying if they lived, right? Or do they? Live well, that's like what the Cenobites are. Is like they went through it and they they came out on the other side, a stronger they, being, a transcendent they, being. Yeah, then they get to ex, uh, experience all the pain and pleasure. The, the, I, I heard the pleasures that come with the pains. I've heard someone describe uh, the Cenobites as uh, a metaphor for drug use and sobriety. You go through all the pain and pleasure, and then they're enlightened in sobriety. And I was like, well, mm. fuck, you just really ruined that movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about all that. It's funny. I wouldn't, it's funny. I wouldn't have said that at all. No. Yeah, that's, um, that's, a, that's a hot take. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea better of the, the Cenobites are just literally what they are. They get sexual pleasure out of. Out of masochism. pain, yeah, out of masochism and sadism. I think more sadism than the actual masochism is their whole thing. They will inflict the pain on other people, but it's to teach them, it's to show them. I feel like I want to ask you something really heavy, but I don't know. I don't know what I want to ask. Hmm. I feel it. Like, I don't know. Like, do you just feel, do you feel, like, good about, like, where your mind is? I, um, I, lately I, I do. I feel like I'm a little scattered. Um, let me, let me rephrase. Not where your mind is, like, where it will be. Hmm. That's a different question. It is like the memento mori shit. Like, do you feel like if you all right, you know the path your mind has taken, right? Mm. Like, realistically, we both have a lot of good times and shitty times ahead of us, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, more good than bad, right? Right. But to some degree of certainty, not entirely, we can see what is going to happen. We can use our perceptions that we don't understand to like feel what the rest of our lives or like what our mind will become. 
Like there's something that we know, right? Mm -hmm. Like I feel like you can see glimpses of what will be. You know, uh, like um, I forget what it was in, but you could see the last thing somebody died on their eyes kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like there's something like our mind knows what it will be, right? And like living is just accepting that that mind is going to fall apart. Like, do you feel like you're okay with what your life will be and that your mind will fade? I think as I get older, it's been harder to kind of see the future more or less. I feel like when I was younger – I at least had like visions in my head, you know, like of like, this is what I expect or this is what I can kind of like see in my future and my path. Like this, these are the things that I'm like looking forward to as I'm way more expectations back. Then, yeah. Right? And then as I've gotten older, I'm, I've, I've realized that it's much harder. Um, there are definitely like when you meet people that are like, you have a connection with, or like when you start building a connection with somebody new, you can see more of a future with them. Even if it's like a, Oh, I'd like to, you know, go do this thing with this person, or I'd like to experience this, you know, because they made this recommendation to me or something like that. Like you get excited about certain prospects and that can give you some kind of, um, something to look forward to, I guess. Um, and it's not exactly the same, but it's like I was thinking like a five-year plan. Like I used to have, you know, 10-year, eight-year, five-year plans, um, you know, loose. But like within – like if this goes this way, then I want to, you know, continue building it this way, like for the eight-year thing. Um, it's so much harder now for me to think like – well, where am I going to be in five in five years now? And I think part of it's because, um, but who will you be? Yeah, exactly. In five years? So, like for me, it's like it used to be easier um, because I was so set on like owning a restaurant or owning a you know culinary something. And in the last like three three years, I've decided like no, mm, that's a that's a waste of money. I don't want to do that. That's a bad way to invest money. I, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it smarter than that. Restaurants suck. Um, the So it's more of like I've been trying to figure out like, well, how do I continue to make money doing something that I enjoy doing? Um, for me, like consulting and helping to build other businesses, I do like that. Um. But do you think you will be happy with who you are in your head five years from now? Not your situation. Mm, I think so. Um, I think that um, – sorry, I thought I was going to sneeze. Um, I think that I, I'm pretty confident with who I am. I like the person that I am. Um there are definitely times when I feel like um, my social like interactions, like when I'm like, especially like upon meeting new people, like I'm definitely not good at that. And I understand my weaknesses in that. Um, but my, 
I think that maybe part of it's like I, I've spent a lot of time like alone. Um, and it's not like, you know, like alone, alone. It's just, you know, like b- being single or being, um, you know, introverted. And I like, I enjoy that solitary time, um, that I've spent a lot of time in my own head. So I, I feel like I'm pretty aware of who I am and I, I enjoy being with myself. Um, or at least I don't mind it for long periods. Of course, you know, it gets tiring being with anyone for a long time and, you know, like solitary confinement would suck, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm confident that within, you know, five within five years, I'll, I'll at least I'll still be happy with myself. 10 probably still also true. Um, but I, I'm feel- also experience. I, I expect new, experiences and stimuli to mold more of who I am. I don't think I'm in, I don't definitely don't consider myself to be in my final form kind of thing. Yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to get at. Do you feel like, um, like you can see the path, like five years, it's fuzzy, but you have an idea of who you will be. Like, you know, there's going to be changes, but Something I've been feeling a lot is like craving the unknown of it. Like I, I want, I want bigger changes. Like I don't want the change I can see in five years. I want the change. I I want to understand like the unknown about that. And that sounds so fucking stupid. I want to like. I, uh, I I get it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, there's also, like, um, I feel confident in saying that. And I, it, for, it, I was kind of just thinking in a minute, like, it, it kind of feels like, like, well, of course. But, like, I also re- just realized, like, but I also, if I think about myself, you know, 15 years ago, I hated my, and not I like, hated myself then. I thought I was cool then. But now I look back at myself when I was 15 <laughs> and I was an right. asshole. I hated myself. I hate myself then. Um, I yes. think in general, I think I had good intentions, but I also did and said a lot of dumb shit that I wish I could have, I could change. But that's I, another thing I've learned from. And I was like, oh, don't be that cringy, shitty kid. I want to have a conversation about that. Or maybe on this next cycle about things uh, we wish we could have taught ourselves type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Facebook is forever. That's one of the things. Some 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 comments and some deep dive. Ugh, it's scary. It's bad. I I get what you're saying though. Like, it's like you you can see a future version of yourselves, but if you look back, I still feel like I'm becoming so different than I would have seen back then. Yes. And I, I'm very curious about, like, why, both why that is and, like, what, like, how to foster those, like, currently unknown things that change us in unexpected ways later. Mm-hmm. It's like instead of uh, parts of you dying, what parts of you are going to grow that you didn't didn't expect? 
Like fungi, little mushrooms on our brains. You know, like what parts of you have to die to make room for. Yes, dude. I feel that way so strongly about relationships. Like, yeah. uh, Like dating relationships. Like, you think things can be one way, and I feel like, you know, part of you dies, little little veins collapse, (laughs) your heart darkens and slows down a little bit and then different parts of you grow and a relationship will never be the same but it can be different or better yeah i yeah i think the the healthiest thing you know is like is if you, as long as you take what you're really taking forward from that relationship is like learning experiences like oh i should have you know, I, I should have listened to myself more. I should have trusted myself more. Or I I can't I can't tolerate this kind of, you know, behavior because I see yes. what it does. You know, like when you're in the moment, like I can definitely understand people that are in like uh, you know, a verbally abusive situations. I'm not I've never really been in a physically abusive situation that was like an ongoing thing but like in the verbally abusive situations i can understand where people are like they want to make it work because they have they you know they have so much history and such a strong connection with someone that like in that moment in that time they're there and they want to try to make you know make it a better situation but once you're out of it i realize like oh wow I can I can't tolerate someone talking to me like that. Right. There's like there's no way I'll ever let someone talk to me like that again. Fuck no. You know, um dude, I have some humiliating memories on the street. Like some shit that like Sam probably knows. Um and that we probably if ever, I don't know if we ever talked about it again type shit. Mm-hmm. Where it was just like Shit that, like, I wish I could have done so differently. Yeah. But but that, and I never would tolerate now, but if it didn't happen, I wouldn't feel that strongly about all the situations that came after where I exactly. did. It's, like, do you feel like, ah, we got to do a full talk on it another time, but, like, going back, do you feel like I I don't believe in destiny, right? Right. There's there's no way. We have choice. Some amount of free will. But do you feel like your path could have been different? Maybe it took a different shape, but it still would have been the same journey. Like I don't feel like as angry and as like crazy and all the fucked up shit I did. There's so many adults over the years or random people tried to talk me out of things. But there's no way, like, I could have talked myself out of those things or changed mm. what I needed to go through. I feel like – I kind of feel like the opposite where – because I think it's just my, my own stubbornness that, like, people could have tried to – and have tried to persuade me to do, you know, to take different choices – you know, based on experiences and I chose not to sometimes for the, you know, I think for the better and sometimes, you know, I definitely wish I could have gone back and actually listened to them. But I think I, I, 
stand by my own guns so much. Um, yeah, that it's, it's, it's sometimes, you know, absolutely can be detrimental, but at least then it's my decision that I made that I learned from and not, I listen to someone else. That's, those are, I think the more embarrassing times in my life is when I listen to someone else and it doesn't go right. And because yeah. I didn't trust myself, I, you know, now I have pieces to pick up. You know what I'm going to call that? What? <laughs> Some click, click, boom, wisdom. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Stand by your uh, guns and then you have no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, I believe in that with a lot of stuff though. Like even like, um, one of my things I'm bad about is, is with management is like training people. Um, and like handing over certain tasks because I feel like certain things, like if this is done wrong, then, then I'm, then I'm responsible. It's my fault. I fucked it up because they, Mm. they fucked it up. It's, I fucked it up. Um, where I know like if I need this done now, it's easier if I just do it myself because if they fuck this up, then, you know, then we, we, we lose out on, you know, money and time and, you know, and I need this now. So but you got you got to let them fuck up, and that way you can whip them in the back of the kitchen. Yeah, they grow back strong. <laughs> let, yeah, let them get their penance. <laughs> yeah, let them grow back better employees yeah. as the scars. <laughs> oh, He's the fuck. the inside of the the inner roll of the the plastic wrap. All right. You ever see one uh, of those uh, the inner roll of the uh, industrial plastic wraps or the commercial size plastic wraps? I don't think so. Hard as fuck, dog. You can you can oh, definitely crush someone's temple with that motherfucker. That's what I was gonna say earlier. I had a long pause on it. Speaking of crushing things, dude, <laughs> I have I don't know if I've ever showed you this. I have you know we were saying like marks are like uh like manifested memories, right? Tattoos yeah. like that mark on yeah. you, specific time, place. It's the morning of that time passing. I have <laughs> my back <laughs> has all these tiny little pockets of raised skin <laughs> because this is just this is so fucking stupid, dude. Me, Sam, and our buddy Evan, who I haven't seen in literally eight years, and I might see at this wedding, which I have some mixed feelings about, but hopefully it's all good. Mm-hmm. But uh, we would be so fucking bored. We would just sit in these church parking lots and just like this, like break shit. You know what I mean? Just like yeah, trying to figure out who the fuck we are, right? Talking about dumb shit. We'd play this game we made up called Schmoople <laughs> and like do other dumb shit, eat wild strawberries and smoke cigarettes, right? <laughs> it sounds like a good afternoon. It was actually some pretty good times. We're all miserable, but good times. Yeah. You, sh- you had someone to share your misery with. Yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. Exactly. I remember one time we were at uh, Evan's dad's house, and somebody threw out in the neighborhood, threw out a bunch of f- fluorescent bulbs. So out of sheer boredom and depression, <laughs> we just decided to see if we could break them on our backs mm-hmm. like pro wrestlers. Yeah, right? man. Hell yeah. Dude, it's been 14 years, 
and glass still comes out of my back. Wow. (laughs) That powdered glass has just stayed in there, dude. It's crazy. It's got to be pure cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, there's a little flake or two that comes out, and I can, like, feel it in my skin. But I remember, and I'm so glad, I'm so glad those scars are there, because every time I think about it, I think about how fucking funny it was. (laughs) It was the best joke ever. The cancer is going to be so worth it. But I remember afterwards, we all wanted to go to Skyline, and I had like my first couple uh, ecstasy tabs, and they were, I think they were Pink Obamas. Pink Obamas. (laughs) And I remember remember eating a couple Pink Obamas, and I think they were pretty bunk or really speedy, and we didn't have enough seeds in the pickup seats in the pickup truck to go to Skyline. (laughs) So I have glass shards all in my back and we're out of seats. So I lay in the bed of the truck, but he had a truck cover on it and the fumes of the exhaust just fed back into the bed of the truck. (laughs) And by the time we got to Skyline, I was so sick and I felt awesome. And it was good memories. (laughs) And it felt awesome. And it was awesome. Every time, every time I think about uh, glass or skyline and pink Obamas, I get a, a little chuckle. You know, that made me think of. Um, there's an old. I mean, there's probably several of these, but there's one in particular that I'm, I'm <laughs> actively looking for right now. Um, it was a JCW, which is a Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Oh fuck yeah! Um, where so this one in particular, they lined the entire ring, like all of the ropes around the side. They made like a picket fence kind of out of the fluorescent light bulbs. Dude, I, I went through two bulbs. I don't know how they could do that and not have permanent life. Oh, they absolutely do have permanent damage. Um, That's wild as fuck. There's one, the one of the scenes in this fight though. He takes a guy. He takes a light, a, a, so it's a trash can, a metal aluminum trash can full of light bulbs and like slams the dude into it, like head first. Um, I don't, dude, it's powdered glass shit inside of it. It doesn't, it's not like regular glass shards. It's like cancer powder. Yeah. Like ground glass powder. It's whatever's inside of there is. I can't imagine like them wrestling. I've seen some like random clips like that, and it's it makes me cringe so fucking hard. Because it looks like oh, it's you know, it's just a little glass. Dude, there's one where like they're like making like engineering feats, like they're making tables and shit out of these these bulbs, and then like throwing people off a ladder into them and shit like that. Oh, We're gonna have to watch some of those soon. Yeah, dude, it is it is hella fucked. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, hold on. Let me. I think I think I found the one here. I guess I can't say hold on. We're recording a thing. I forgot we were recording a thing. That's oh, that's one of my. Fuck f- them. They can wait. That's one of my favorite things about <laughs> when we were recording and then like all of a sudden it's like, oh fuck, I forgot we were actually recording and that's kind of fun. What are we, it's a good feeling. That's that zone out. You went to a new dimension where we were normies without a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking normies. Um, I'm gonna send you a link in the the chat here for this because it's it's funny. Um, 
and then go to 16 minutes and 30 seconds. Beautiful. Um, and then a- after this, do you want to pick up our last couple points and get boot scooting? Um, boot well, yeah, well, I figure we could talk while you're watching that. Is it a Facebook link? It is a Facebook link, yeah. It says I'm temporarily blocked on the link. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Who are you blocked from? I'm not. I don't know why it said that. It opened just fine. Necro Butcher versus Madman Pondo. All right. Yeah. Scrubbing. 16, oh, 1630. Look, look at these they're, hillbillies. They're already covered in blood. <laughs> they're just oh, fucking shit. disgusting. <laughs> Was this Juggalo related? JCW? Yeah. Juggalo Championship Wrestling. What's the other extreme one? Uh, ECW. Yeah, that's extreme the guy who Championship run- Wrestling. Yeah, that dude killed a dude. Did he really? Yeah. No, like the, the owner creator, he... Uh, killed a man, I believe it was an um, accidental manslaughter kind of oh, deal. But he, he did like 15 years in prison, unrelated to wrestling. Dude, look at all the just, glass sticking out of his back. Just like random shit. And then after he got out of prison, like at age 40, he did the ECW thing. Dude, what the fuck? It's wild as hell. How do people find this? JCW Deathmatch, Madman Pondo versus the Necro Butcher. Yeah, uh, you can. Dude, I, all I'm, I did was a Google search uh, JCW. Um, oh fuck, dude! Yeah, that powder you just gave me PTSD. That shit is not real, like normal glass. It is. It's so fine. You know how like metal powder, like if you're working in a tooling shop or something, that metal powder. Yeah, you know how it gets in your skin just on contact, and it takes days for it to work out. That powder is the same way, dude. Dude, scr- scrub forward to uh, twenty-two minutes. It's so it's so fucked. <laughs> There's like outside people coming into the ring and like helping them construct this sculpture of oh my fucking God. glass bulbs. <laughs> dude, they have to have like died like two months from this from cancer. Uh, I think one of them was still going for a while. Um, fucking Madman Pondo. I know he was. He was. He was a. Um, extreme wrestling like legend he i've heard just does the most wild him and who's the other one fucking rude boy um this fucking this the most wild crazy shit they they would do did you watch the andre the giant doc that came out recently i did not yet it's really good that might be worth us talking about sometimes. Yeah, I'm down with that. He was a fucking character. Like even the refs, like trying to set it, set it back up so it goes right. <laughs> Holy fuck! They edited. That's- I looked like they edited that part out. Maybe that didn't go well because the camera cuts <laughs> off. And they- <laughs> Just There's someone picking him up powder. off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh sweet Jesus! Oh, I love it. Uh, that's beautiful. That made me really happy. Yep, I think about being in that pickup truck on two Obamas, two pink Obamas, truck fumes, and a cigarette in a closed space. Gets me going every time. Oh, uh, so what's this bullshit about Aston Kutcher? <laughs> so Aston Kutcher. Um, apparently, so he um, he's investing in um, the lab-grown cultured meat that we talked about in the veganism episode. Um, nice. That's where they're taking that's the cool. um, um, 
muscle. He's a douche, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know the guy, but from he what might I be understand, cool in the, real life. Yeah, he might be super cool, but like the everyone paints him as a douchebag. Um, yeah. Let me uh, let me go back to this link here. That would be more helpful than cultured meat veganism update. Yeah. So he's um for anyone that doesn't know, so they're taking um the cell the muscle cell tissue. Um, and from animals, which it's, it's like a harmless thing. They use like a little, you know, tiny needle, um, and they, they use, uh, remove it from them. And then they're using plant proteins, uh, to feed it and, and it grows like, you know, like muscle tissue can do. Um, but it just does it. Um, they just do it in a, in a Petri dish and they're having a lot of success with it as, and that they're planning it to be a, a future, you know, um, f- form of uh, like a plant-based meat options. Um, so, but technically, it is animal products. It's just made with it's, it's cruelty-free animal products. I guess if you think about it that way, you know, they don't need a farm full of animals to do it. They need a cup, you know, a cow to get cell tissue from. Um, That's so cool. And then they use, um, I think in one I saw they were using like chickpea protein or something to grow it. Um, but it's that they can produce, uh, beef, chicken, and pork. Um, there's already, I know there's like a chicken nugget or something on the market that they're working with. Um, they're doing like 3D printing. They're working like just as a big brand that's doing it. Think about all the future exotic hybrid meats we could grow Hell like yeah. kangaroo kangaroo spliced with alligator jerky lab gr- you know what you, i mean tell like, you right now kangaroo sucks oh i bet it's all stringy kangaroo and- does make decent jerky um because it's all just already tough um if you had alligator jerky i have had alligator jerky that was okay i thought um also kind of weird because they at least from what I understand, they only you really use like the tail. It's like the only good part Weird. of the the alligator. The rest of it's, it's probably, like, you know, it's organs and there's not like a lot of right. muscle around their stuff. Right. And like They're, the muscles around like their arms and shit. Are, it's small and it's fat. tough. Yeah. Um, the tail's probably got sixty percent of their body's muscle. Yeah. Um, but that's when are we gonna eat those baby chickens th- in front of God <laughs> to witness? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking what now? <laughs> Remember the the Hannibal, the fried chicklets, where uh, you don't wear the yeah, the yeah cloth yeah, yeah. on your face. Yeah, how many how many uh, <laughs> how many views do we have to get to to, to do that live on on stream? <laughs> do that on Twitch and get banned <laughs> immediately <laughs> on off our first uh, uh, Twitch channel. You know, there's a lot of people that do the um have like the the TikToks where they have like um. They're eating like live like bugs and like seafood and shit. Just seems so desperate. I mean, right. the bugs eating them live, I think, is a little. That's the harder part for me to like. Oh, that's that's a little much. Um, I I don't care that. Pe- I think it's cool that they're trying shit, but it seems weird to record yourself doing it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's all the social media. Well, I but. I feel like they're not in those areas. They're not doing something like. That's outrageous for them. Oh, yeah. Usually, I, it's I like you. in in you. you know, um, like Thailand that's, or in the Philippines that's or something. Their like actual that. cuisine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. 
That's cool. Yeah, like that's one I can't see myself eating like alive. Like one of some of those like grubs and stuff that are like really fucking big. They look like the the fucking the bugs from the Lion King. Yeah. And, which, you know, looked fucking delicious. Cartoony. Yeah, they're like shit. big and weird and like squirmy. It's like I can't imagine eating that thing while it's moving. Um but I don't know. I I would. I'm I'm like, all down with you know bug protein. Bugs yeah. as a source of protein. Cricket chocolate bars, just like. Uh, oh yeah, man! Get them crispy crunchies. Yeah, I'm all for it. I just I wouldn't want to. I'd do it for some fear factor shit or if it tasted good. But I don't want to eat some creepy crawly. Yeah, I was I was about to say like if I was in the area, but even if I was in the area, there are things that, that I would rather invest in eating. If you know. As as a culinary world person, culinary industry person, like I feel like there are definitely things like the the cultured meat thing. I definitely want to try that. That's like I I gotta try yeah. that. Um, What's the first animal that comes to mind that you wouldn't eat? That I wouldn't like eat? Li- like f- for. Let's say it's survival, but you could find something else to eat. But you're hungry as fuck. You're starving. Um, first animal you wouldn't eat that I that okay. Um, if I'm starving, that list gets real short. Um, I mean, my cat. Hmm. That's probably about it. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like, I I can't. I'm, I've never really been in that situation, so I don't. I could never eat a monkey. That would it, it would be really weird. Too weird. Um, that's like um, what was it? The um, when people ask like, do people eat Pokemon? And the answer is, of course they do. And which ones? <laughs> um, and like no one's eating Mister Mime because it looks oh. like a person. No one's eating, you know, fucking Alakazam. Because they just like they you know whiskers they speak human or they can communicate to you in English. Mm. Um, there's uh, yeah, it's like obviously you know in some southern you know uh, more rural places they're eating radishes and Pikachu's. Dude, the studies about how many people in the South have hookworms is crazy. <laughs> dude. There's estimates that 40% of the U.S. had hookworm parasites, and they go to your brain and affect your your thoughts and shit. And in Brazil, they have a huge problem. I don't think it's hookworms, but it's another parasite in cat poop that um, it changes your brain function and can oftentimes make you more aggressive. And it does that by uh, fueling testosterone production. Oh, wow. So there's even some sports where athletes have been experimenting with giving themselves this particular parasite because they could raise their testosterone levels naturally. That's fucking wild. It's wild, dude. Cool shit. Um, so we got we got eating monkeys and- Hookworms yeah. in there. I was what gonna else? say, as far as a um, on like a general basis, I've decided I don't. It's like it's something that people commonly eat that I don't want to eat anymore. Um, is uh, octopus, um, because Mario? I 
number one, it's a, it's a lot of work to prepare them in a good, you know, make them taste good. Um, you gotta massage them for hours. Yeah, it's like. fucking, it's so much. And, but also, like, they're highly, highly intelligent. And I, yeah. I find them fascinating to a point of, like, them are like an owl. Like, I wouldn't, I like, I wouldn't eat an owl. Dude, you gotta watch that My Octopus Teacher documentary. I, I've seen parts of it. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I think it's definitely, it's a, it's a kick ass animal. They're, they're, I mean, you know, I think we discussed that in the, the veganism thing. It's like, where, where do you draw the line? Um, you ever seen those billboards where it's like, where do you draw the line? And then like people were like physically, like it was like a, a horse and a cow and, uh, you know, or it was a cow and then a horse and then, you know, like a, uh, a dog and then a cat and they just drew the line between the horse and the and the cow like here here's where i draw the line it's like i'm down to eat that one it's like that's that's a pretty cool billboard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um i i think it's i think it's a it's a you know it's a you know a, a good contemplating thing of like where like if you're gonna not eat an animal because it's intelligent and capable of feelings or whatever, like, but these animals are also intelligent and capable of feelings. Yeah, but like bacon's good, you know, shit like that. It's like it's hard. I don't That's know. Such a bad argument. Yeah, it's a shitty, like, super shitty argument. We all can feel it though, too. Yeah. Um. Should we? Should we mention? I know we got. I gotta roll out of here. Uh, possible upcoming topic. Yeah. Um. So we are we are currently uh in deep in investigation. Uh, following <laughs> straight Sherlock. Yeah. We're we're following all the uh the major media outlets and all of the underground ones, finding out as much information we can as we can about uh the Alec Baldwin Gate uh information. <laughs> Such a sad story. <laughs> it's so fucked up. It's really fucked um, up. So, but there's just so many bad takes online right now yeah. about it. There, people have been so shitty about this whole thing. So uh, it might be one of our entertainment episodes coming up. But there's so many people jumping to conclusions too. We yeah. don't want to speak on anything till there's more information. Exactly. Um, so that yeah, that, you can definitely look forward to that. And then I have a note that says Dante's Inferno. <laughs> um, it wasn't because we were talking about D&D before this and Keith's other it campaign was. has. It was. I think we should do a uh, Journey Through Hell episode. You know, I've actually before. never seen or read Dante's Inferno. It, I don't think you're missing much. <laughs> I mean, I understand like the idea of it, but I don't. I haven't seen it. It wasn't written in English, right? Like, I'm pretty sure it's like really dry for us to read it's an old thing you know what i mean i don't i think there's some really cool descriptions i've definitely read some passages but i don't know if it's like a fun read or not Um, i've heard i've heard it just gets really dry i know keith read it in like middle school or high school or something he was so he went to like catholic school uh growing up and he yeah you know i think he he didn't put a lot of faith into it you know as he got older but i think he i know he enjoys the mythological part of you know like all the the deep lore of like the saints and the you know shit like that what i recently 
had learned that's pretty interesting. The Bible only mentions hell like maybe it's under 10 times. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure it's like only like three times. I know they mention it in Revelations, but mo- the other times they mention it, it's like a weak um, like comparison. Like there's no real descriptions of hell. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's – um. I think it's it also depends on which uh, translation you're looking yeah. at, too. I just think we could do a fun thing where we go through the levels and, uh, like, experience what our versions of those things are, what it would be like. A journey. Is there not a live-action Dante's Inferno movie? Um, There's definitely been, like... Things from like operas to plays. There's definitely stuff out there. I know there's. I know there's an animated thing. I thought there was like a live action. I might. You know what? You know what I'm actually thinking of the like the cover art I'm thinking of in my head is um, Devil May Cry. Mm. Hey, real quick, I do gotta hop off. Can I plug this this song? Real yeah, quick? yeah. Let's uh, let's go on ahead and, and get the fuck on out of here. Cool. So speaking of some metal shit, we have our honorable mention. Uh, we mentioned earlier, it's some really cool black metal stuff. The creator of this is Symphonic Noctum, and it is spelled S-Y-M-P-H-O-N-Y-C space Noctum, N-O-C-T-U-M. You can find their music on uh, YouTube. You just have to spell it exactly like that, because if you don't, a bunch of like goofy harry potter shit will come up cool because people like to call things spell names but this stuff this is like really interesting black metal it's symphonic which isn't always my thing but this person does it very well um it has some serious horror elements especially in the the book ending intro outro some cool electronic stuff some weird ass satanic chanting stuff super metal but very, very fun. It's not too heavy either. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of Echo Ephratus. I'm saying that wrong for sure. If anybody knows who's, who that is, you're awesome because it's a count in Iran that makes black metal music. That's so dope. Yeah. So cool. This stuff's really beautiful. Uh, the track we're going to play is called De Noctis Tenebris. Uh, by Siphonic Noctum. So stick around. Hell yeah. Um, so uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, thank you to Approaching Human for the use of his music. You can find his work on SoundCloud at Approaching-Human. Thanks, John. Make sure to check out the show page at Trash Cats Trash Cast on Instagram for news and art from the show. Uh, you can also check out the Facebook. Get, for the memes. Yeah, for the memes. Um, definitely. All, I mean, you told me not to, but you know, I feel like as we're you know expanding, we should definitely say, you know, go hop on that Reddit. No. <laughs> I knew, knew you're gonna dead. say no. <laughs> the Reddit is dead. If you're bored, you can check out my trash yard on Instagram at skyzxsky.zsex. Uh, and special shots out to Symphonic Noctum. I appreciate you sharing the music, dude. I'm I'm glad to have some people check it out. Um, we'll also share pages, uh, if you like the music, on our Instagram and Facebook. So keep an eye out for some cool links. Hell yeah. Uh, tune in next Wednesday for our episode on art stuff. Yeah, hell art yeah. Art shit. Uh, that's going to be all for us today. Stay classy, eat trashy. Go fast, eat trash.
And now, Dea Noctum Tenebris by Symphonic Noctum. Killed it. <laughs> 